Good afternoon and welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. According to psychologists, forgiveness is a deliberate, conscious decision to release feelings of vengeance, bitterness, or resentment towards a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether or not they actually deserve your forgiveness. And the act of forgiveness has been commonly thought to involve giving up certain negative emotions towards the wrongdoer, the forbearance of negative reactions against the wrongdoer, and possibly the restoration of the relationship with the wrongdoer. It wasn't until 1989 when the first paper was released in the Journal of Adolescence by Enright Santos and Al Mabic in which forgiveness was highlighted and studied by the scientific community. Prior, forgiveness was seen as a controversial topic, one that favored only overly religious emphasis and therefore was seen as off-limits to the scientific community. This paper focused on how children, adolescents, and young adults thought about forgiveness, with a particular focus on what circumstances would make forgiving more likely. Enright and his colleagues sought to investigate forgiveness from a cognitive paradigm and did so by drawing a distinction between the developmental process of forgiveness to the early constructs of cognition and morality articulated by Piaget in 1932 and Kohlberg in 1969. Just as the justice of morality of Kohlberg is viewed as a solution and of equity and fairness, Enright emphasized that forgiveness, too, is to forego the right of justice. Enright stated that a forgiver knows the wrongdoer has no right to compassions, but that they are given nonetheless. Enright's six stages of forgiveness builds parallels with Kohlberg's six stages of justice. Number one, revengeful forgiveness, stating that forgiveness is possible only after retaliation, which mirrors the person's pain. Number two, restitutional forgiveness, the granting of forgiveness to relieve guilt or after restoration of that which was lost. Number three, expectational forgiveness, states that forgiveness occurs in response to social pressure. Number four, lawful expectational forgiveness, the granting of forgiveness because one submits to a moral code or authority such as religious conviction. Number five, social harmony. Forgiveness is granted as a means of reducing social friction and to maintain peace. Number six, forgiveness as an act of love. Hurtful acts do not alter love commitment, and forgiveness maintains the possibility of reconciliation. Issues with forgiveness have been long related to psychopathology, which is why devices measuring psychological methodology were invented. In fact, in 1992, the EFI, or Enright Forgiveness Inventory, was one of the first measures of forgiveness developed. This 62-item instrument generated around six themes based on Enright's theory and was used in the Forgiveness Research Center at the University of Wisconsin. In 1997, IRRS, the Interpersonal Relationship Resolution Scale, developed by Hargrave, which was designed to measure the levels of pain the participant was experiencing, like rage, shame, and control, as well as their level of forgiveness, which included insight, understanding, giving opportunity for forgiveness, etc. The IRRS and the EFI are still acknowledged as suitable scales for testing forgiveness. Another study conducted by Enright and Hebel introduced the first published intervention study. It showed the cause and effect between forgiveness and the subsequent positive changes psychologically. This empirical study showed that as elderly females forgave family members for unjust treatment, they became mentally healthier. Since then, there have been numerous studies conducted on the effect of forgiveness on positive psychological health and overall well-being. Everett L. Worthington Jr. conducted a study with 39 individuals who were in a relationship. He wanted to determine whether a person's stress level was related to their ability to forgive a romantic partner. He measured their cortisol levels in their saliva while having them rate their relationship as terrific or terrible. People who had a terrible relationship had higher baseline levels of cortisol 
and scored worse on the test, measuring their general willingness to forgive, whereas those that were in happy relationships and more willing to forgive their partner's faults kept their physical stress in a normal range. Another study led by Lorraine Toussaint, a psychologist at Luther College in Iowa, surveyed nearly 1,500 Americans asking the degree to which each person practiced and experienced forgiveness while reporting on their physical and mental health as well. Toussaint found that people over the age of 45 who had forgiven others reported not only greater satisfaction in their lives, but also less psychological distress, such as anxiety, sadness, or restlessness. New research suggests that forgiveness is associated with a deep emotional center in the brain, the limbic system, instead of what was believed to be in areas associated with reasoned judgment like the cortex. The limbic system is also where PTSD or traumas are stored, which could explain why forgiveness is more of a process than anything achieved instantaneously. And like any process, it can take time to learn, practice, and practice well. But ultimately, when forgiveness is achieved, it will set you free. As Lewis Mead said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that the prisoner was you. Today on Love from the Hip, I am delighted to have forgiveness coach Brenda Reese. She will share why it is important to forgive, why she chose forgiveness, and some tips with all of you on how to forgive. Plus, later on the show, we will open up the phone so she can offer forgiveness advice to you. So stick around after this quick break. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having forgiveness coach Brenda Reese on my show. Hey, Brenda, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Sakura. I loved that opening. Thank you for sharing all that. That was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I learned a lot myself. Yeah. (laughs) So how long have you been a forgiveness coach? Oh, so I started my training in 2013 and officially launched like the business portion of that in 2015. Okay. And how did you decide to become a forgiveness coach? Well, it kind of found me. And uh, yeah, because there was, you know, I I wasn't, I was looking for forgiveness, but not looking for forgiveness, if that makes sense. I was uh, in a job that was just about, was hurting me pretty bad, right? My body was breaking down and, and I was knowing I needed to be doing something different, but I didn't know what. And so I was looking Mm -hmm. uh, and coaching was something that kept popping up (laughs) at that time. And and so it was just this beautifully divinely guided way that I found a forgiveness coach. And it was like, it just, all of a sudden my body just went, yes, this is it. And, um, cause she really helped me with some things that I hadn't been able to find before with all the therapy I'd been through. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, I want to know how to do this. Let me help other people do this. And so that's what launched me on the forgiveness coaching path. Okay. And then there were, was there someone in specific that you had to forgive? Yes. At that time it was my ex. Actually it was my third ex and married. And uh, I was going through a divorce and that one was a doozy for me. We'd been married a little over 10 years. And what I say, every single pattern and belief that I had, and I know we'll talk a little bit about that, was just so big in that relationship. And my heart was so hurt. 
And, you know, I was blaming him so much for the infidelity, for anger, for all these things that I was holding these resentment and grudges about. And I ended up having to go through an FBI investigation Oh boy! because of that. So I had some, you know, I had some grudges. So I was really working on forgiving because I knew that I needed to let him go so I could be in a healthy relationship. Mm. And live your life. You know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, and I didn't even know what that looked like. Mm. And so can I ask, so that forgiveness from the ex, you also had some forgiveness with another male in your life, a significant male. And who was that? Yes. So I had another, another person was my dad that I had, um, and also God who was male to me. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I really had, um, I really had to do some forgiveness around the parents mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. And, and, and the dad. And that was that harder than your partner, your ex-partner. Well, you know, what's fascinating, Shakura, and you know this, um, but it was so cool to figure out. So I was thinking that a lot of my, which it did, a lot of my hurt was coming from the ex, but really when I got into the work and I started looking and connecting the dots looking at the patterns and beliefs, it all went back Hmm. to my dad. Mm -hmm. And, and so it was like, Oh, wow. When I started looking at this relationship timeline, I'm like, okay, it stemmed from back there when I was five years old and he left Hmm. and I had thought he had left me. Right. Yeah. And so you felt unworthy. Yes. You know, he had chosen um, when he left and when they got divorced, you know, I'm only five. I'm not sure what's happening, except for the fact that he never really did pay attention to me. And then he when he moved into another family who had a daughter my age looked like me and and we went over there um, to visit and he wouldn't pay attention to me, but he would pay attention to her, Mm. you know, and it was just I remember just feeling numb. And and not really remembering, but later seeing how this pattern played out in my life, like, what's wrong with me? Why does he like her and not me? And that really helped form a belief for me, which I didn't know about until I started doing this work, that I carried with me this belief that every man that I love is going to choose another woman over me. And you know what? It happened in every single darn relationship. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So why would you say then, having gone through what you have, why is forgiveness so important? Uh, Because forgiveness brings us peace. And forgiveness is for our own growth and happiness. Because when we hold on to our hurt and our anger, you know, we aren't really, we're not really hurting other people. We're hurting ourselves. Because as you mentioned in the beginning part, you know, it's about setting the prisoner free, which is me. And when I hold on to hurt and pain and resentment and anger, that's what was helping my body to break down because I truly believe that our body stores these things. And so forgiveness, when we allow ourselves to forgive, it helps us to live in the present. Because as you know, when we're, when we're in this forgiveness process, when I'm holding anger and resentment, it's about something that's happened in the past. Mm. And then those of us that worry, right, and we're, we're not wanting things to happen again, well, that puts us into the, into the future. Where is my energy now? My energy is not able to be present. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's wonderful. I'm glad you put it like that. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. But remember, this is a live show. And if you would like to forgive someone and want help on where to start, call in 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? 
Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Estera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today, I have the pleasure of having forgiveness coach Brenda Reese on my show. And if you would like to forgive someone and don't know where to start, call in 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Brenda, I want to ask you, as far as storing all these feelings of resentment and anger, do you believe that they will one day manifest physically? Oh, yes, I do believe that. You know, and there's information coming out, too, Sakura, as you know, about the body keeps score, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's so much information there that we didn't know before, but I learned firsthand at what that did because going through that divorce that was just horrendous. I also got into, I, I've, it happened to me, this pattern showed up in also my work with a work relationship. I finally got in the job that I was um, thought that I had wanted being the executive assistant to the vice president. And I could never do anything right. He was choosing this other assistant over me mm-hmm. and all of my, everything that I tried just wasn't enough. And so I would just give everything to this job. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't sleeping right. And, and I also was just feeling this, this gut wrenching pain. And what that started to do is my hands started to go numb. I started getting these ocular migraines that I didn't usually get. And I went into what I learned later was adrenal fatigue. And I ended up having to have a neck fusion and a back fusion. And I was only in my forties and the doctor's like going, this there's no reason for this except for stress yeah and and holding on right and holding on to these things and so and and so this was powerful for me to learn um and other people to really learn too because you know the forgiveness process i teach also that i share it was started because um to help cancer patients forgive Hmm. because there was a belief at that time that when they started this back in the 90s, that it was going to take 20 years to forgive. And these cancer patients were like going, I don't have 20 years. Right. How do I do this? Because there was a lot of studies like you were talking about, you know, Enright and all these people were doing studies. Then they were showing that that physical, we can physically feel this energy, the stuck energy in our body that if we don't, if we don't do anything with it, it will manifest because it's that dense, heavy energy. And it will manifest to get our attention. And so that's what they were doing. So they developed this process to get, um, to be able to forgive quicker and sooner 
um, so that some people could either one, they would go into remission or they would die more peacefully. Hmm. Wow. And, it, and the forgiveness process, I had, I started it after my back surgery, the neck fusion, um, I did the neck fusion and the back fusion, and I had started it. And which was interesting because at the time too, there was a brain tumor growing. So I really got oh, some boy. heavy duty lessons, right? Yeah. I wasn't letting yeah, go. No. But this forgiveness process has helped me so much in understanding it and being able to release it. And I get to help people do that today that are having that, that share stories with me of being able to feel better physically mm -hmm. as they are letting go emotionally and mentally. And as you did the work, um, you started to get better. Absolutely. Okay. So what are the steps to forgiveness? So the one thing that I, and I really liked, because when I started on this path, I was very much in my head, right? Because of the trauma and the things that had happened to me in my past, I was afraid right, of, of kind of, I wasn't, as you can tell, right, going through the neck fusion, back fusion, I wasn't quite connected, right? Um, you know, and aware of the body, I, I soon learned how to be though. And, um, and so I was very much in my head. So what this process in, in the radical forgiveness process I teach, uh, that I learned that I'm certified in, was there was five steps to this. And that made sense to me, because it's like, oh, okay, I can do a process. Hmm. What I didn't realize was the way that the process was done was what I say today is that this process gives my head something to do so my heart can heal. Hmm. Because the way that we go through the process, it takes you from a cognitive thing, like telling the story is the first part. Like with anything, right? When we sit down with people, we, we, we want to know the story. And the important part about the forgiveness piece is that I'm not just listening to have you counteract or, or just tell me, you know, all of the woes, I'm listening for certain things. I'm listening for patterns. I'm listening for synchronicities. And so as the story is being told, I can start to connect something. So I can usually pick out a pattern or belief or like um, a number pattern shows up for a lot of people. And it did for me. And we'll, we can talk about that in a minute. Yeah. And then the second part of this is being able to allow ourselves to feel the feelings and you know that's the hardest one mm. and then the third part is being able to take this and collapse this story so being able to separate the fact from the interpretation because we know there is when like that story about my dad leaving I made up a bunch of stuff that was my interpretation the fact is is that he left mm. Right. But right. I felt less than I felt that every man that I love is going to choose another woman over me. It was it was that interpretation that was causing my suffering. And in this collapsing piece, we're able to separate those in a very compassionate, loving way so that we can get to the fourth step, which is the reframing, mm -hmm. where we can look at this from a whole different perspective. Right. And look at it that life is happening for me, not to me. Mm -hmm. And then we integrate the new story, because now we have awareness, we can be accountable and responsible, right? We can take ownership of our part. And now we can, we get to this place by the end of that time where we are actually willing and being able to choose to forgive. Okay. Wow. So you're essentially, you're ridding of the victimhood as you're going yeah. through this too. So yes. So a lot of people think that forgiveness, that once you forgive someone, that you're, 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 you're allowing them to continue doing what they do and that you are continuing to be a victim. You don't believe in this, right? No. Yeah. No, no. No, because forgiveness doesn't mean that we're condoning bad behavior. Right. Um, at all. In fact, forgiveness, what this process did was really helped me to learn better boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and the more that I could separate my story, the more confidence and the more competent I felt feel felt about myself. And then I could stand stronger and who because I'm learning about me, right? I'm learning about who I am and that I don't have to have these things happen to me, right? I don't have to look at it that way, that I can look at, oh, what can I learn from this? Right. How how can I look at it happen then how how can this be help, helping me? 
you wouldn't be a forgiveness coach, for example. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, exactly. So which step would you say is the most difficult? Is it the reframing part? No, it's actually the feeling of the feelings. Hmm. Yes, because we're not taught. Yeah. We're Especially not talking in your work. Yeah, your work, you know that we repress, right? And suppress those feelings. Because for me, I felt when I was younger, I'm thinking, you know, that that they were just too much yeah. to, to handle. And, and I didn't have a mom or dad that would guide me through them. Like my daughters today help their kids through their feelings. It's a total different experience. Whereas when I was going through it, I, you know, I didn't have anyone to help that. So we stuff that or we're told. That's the other piece. Don't be angry. Cry, baby. Don't do this. Don't do that. Go to your room if you're going to behave that way. It's not, and it's not, you know, we're not receiving any compassion around, oh, honey, tell me about what you're feeling and where are you feeling it and what's going on and what happened, which we do today. But I, we didn't, a lot of us didn't grow up with that. Right. Yeah. And so it's scary. The women that I work with, a lot of them, that's the we work on that probably the most being able to get to the safe place mm -hmm. of being able to feel those feelings and know that you're not going to cry forever yeah. and know that the anger is not going to so explode your life right that you're never ever ever going to feel the same again yeah, that's exactly. a big fear that that people have mm -hmm. and would you say that we're essentially forgiving people for what they did not who they are yes yeah because they may not show up differently just because we forgave them, right? Correct. Okay. Just want to yeah. clarify that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, with that, we're going to take another break. But everyone stick around for this week's Weekly Skinny. And remember, you can call in and ask Brenda for help on where to begin on your path to forgiveness. 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. On this Weekly Skinny, I would like to discuss collagen supplements. Numerous studies have shown that taking collagen supplements for several months can improve skin hydration and elasticity, as well as signs of aging. Consuming collagen can also increase bone density and improve ongoing back and knee pain as well by lowering inflammation and by stimulating your tissues to produce collagen. Unfortunately, many of these studies and claims have been conducted by the companies that make the collagen product, so it has been hard to say if collagen really works. In 2019, however, the Journal of Drugs and Dermatology did find it possible for these benefits to be attained. Collagen accounts for 80% of our skin and works right alongside another protein which is called elastin. As we age, we lose collagen as well as elastin, and our bodies are just not capable of replenishing collagen as fast as we are losing it. We start losing 1% of collagen a year, starting in our 20s. Our collagen is diminished by sun exposure, smoking, and pollution. There are 28 types of collagen, and the collagen in our skin is 80% type 1 and 10% type 3. Collagen from cows, pigs, and chicken are extracted from their skin, tendons, and cartilage. They are a type 2 collagen with very little type 1, which makes it better suited for our joints and tendons. Marine collagen, on the other hand, which includes either the meat or scales of cold sea fish, is primarily type 1 and type 3 collagen. So not only is it the same type of collagen found in our skin, but also it is the most bioavailable which means it is absorbed into our bloodstream through our intestinal wall at a much higher rate. So because fish collagen enters the bloodstream more quickly than other types of collagen, this makes it the best type of collagen to consume and ultimately replenish the body's collagen stores. It is important to note that the type 1 fish collagen helps to improve sagging skin by promoting and supporting your skin's own natural collagen production, in turn minimizing the loss of elasticity and helping the skin to look smoother and more hydrated. It also leads to firmer skin by producing a significant thickening of the epidermis, which as we age tends to thin and get crepey. Taking marine collagen not only gives one overall younger looking skin, but also aids in wound healing, scar reduction, and leads to better looking hair and nails. Not to mention, it helps with brain health by improving sleep, aids in thyroid function by lowering cortisol levels, helps with weight loss, boosts metabolism, and stabilizes blood sugar. 
Recent research has even shown marine collagen to have antibacterial effects in the body, inhibiting the growth of disease-causing bacteria. Seems as though marine collagen over bovine, pig, and chicken collagen is the way to go. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. If you are just joining me, today I have the pleasure of having forgiveness coach Brenda Reese on my show. And if you would like to forgive someone and don't know where to start, call in 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So Brenda, let's talk about number patterns. What are they? Oh, yes. So number patterns, um, they are, they're actually pretty fascinating. So I learned about the number pattern when I met with a forgiveness coach for me and she asked me about myself and I'm like, okay. She said, well, how long, you know, how many times you've been married, work, how long, you know, jobs, etc." And so I said, well, the first marriage was five years. The second marriage was a little over five years. And the third marriage, cause I had been married three times, divorced by that time, 10 years. And my first job was 10 years. My second job was 20 years. And she looked at me and she said, what happened to you when you were five years old? You have a pattern of five. Hmm. And I'm like, what? I said, well, that's my dad left. And she said, okay. And I, that's when I told her that my dad left for another family who had a daughter just like me. And, and so we flushed that out a little bit and she's like, okay. And she helped me learn about those beliefs that were formed at that time based on (laughs) that information. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, absolutely. And so does everyone have a number pattern? No, not everyone does. Not everyone does, but that's one of the things that I look for. I look for synchronicities as far as names, and I look for number patterns. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when we have, you know, like names, we'll have the same familiar names of someone that's caused us some emotional pain. So we will have some people in our lives with those same names. But the number pattern is is very interesting because uh, I've had several clients who've had number patterns. And then I've had several that don't, I'm, you know, quite a few that don't. Hmm. But the number pattern is something you can look for in the sense of, do you go through relationships every three years? That was one of my clients. She was going through relationships and jobs every three years. My hmm. other client had every 18 months. Well, her brother was born when she was 18 months old. She didn't know this, right? She didn't remember. But there was something that happened in her life when she looked back every 18 months. Wow. Okay. So number and name patterns. Yes. Okay. So I have to ask you, who do you think is the hardest to forgive? Mm, That would be ourselves. And are most people shocked when they learn this? (laughs) You know, they actually are. Some people will come to me because they know. They know. They're like, I can forgive everyone else in my life, but I can't forgive myself. Hmm. But the majority of the people that come to me, when I talk about all forgiveness being self-forgiveness, they are blown away. Hmm. It's like, well, well, what does that mean, right? Right. <laughs> because it, it's like they know that they feel bad, but they think it's the other person's fault for doing something to them. And so they're like, well, I don't have anything to forgive. He did this to me. He, you know, he had affairs or he was abusive to me. It's the victim card again. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's a part of this in here in the forgiveness work where we can look at where are those things like this gets into the mirroring and projection piece that I love in the forgiveness work. Cause what's being mirrored for you and I, you know, know this, what's being mirrored for me here. Right. Where am I not? Where am I looking at something that I've denied, repressed, or rejected about myself and stuffed it in? Hmm. Or projected it onto another person. Or projected onto, yes, someone Hmm. else. So fascinating. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still think it's important to forgive someone even if they've already passed on? Yes, so important. Because whether the person is alive or dead, it's so important because all forgiveness, like I said, is self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that when we go back to what you talked about in the beginning, you know, forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for us. And they have, they talk about that in many studies um, and knowing and having the compassion 
um, that when we are able to release the resentment and the anger towards someone else, especially, you know, they're not here anymore. Right. What good is it for us to hold on? Mm-hmm. Because the victim card again. Yeah. I'm wounded. It's their fault. And so then we get into it a little deeper. And we, so that keeps me right from moving forward in my life. Yeah. Yeah. There's a piece of you still intertwined with them. Yes. Yeah. So why do you think a majority of people that are are on their deathbed are most forgiving? Mm, I love this. Um, I love talking about this because, you know, it's when we get to that point, it's like, what's the use of hanging on? You know, like we're letting go of everything. We're letting go of the material things. We're letting go of, you know, how we think we should be there is there is something that comes over us at that time it's like whoa why did i behave that way or what what you know what benefit is it going to be moving forward the other piece of this is is you know like they don't know if there's a heaven or a hell so they're like going okay you know i've had people say that to me it's like you know it's like i i need to forgive because i don't want to go there and you know and and I think in the other the other part of this too is not everybody does forgive on their deathbed. I had a client um, this year; her father passed away, and she had a very tumultuous relationship with him. And that was what we were working on in the forgiveness work. And she had gotten to the place where she had gotten to where she could say to him, "Dad, I love you." And through the work, it was amazing. Uh-huh. And she said that to him on his deathbed, and he just looked at her and he turned and he looked to her kids and said, I love you to them, but not to her. And he died without saying that. Oh boy. Yeah. Hmm. And so there was some reconciliation that she got to do on her own, right? Through the work of the forgiveness. And she's like, Brenda, I'm so glad I have this foundation. Right. Yeah. Because and now, you know, she can learn to let go and not harbor that. Right. And live her life. And live her life. So do you recommend one forgive even in the most abusive and traumatic situations like rape or child abuse? I think it's very important to forgive then Um, because, again, it isn't necessarily about the other person. This is a very tender, tender subject Mm -hmm. Um, because when you're talking the abuse and the trauma like that with the rape and, and the childhood abuse there is, we've got it, we've, there's compassion there. And so, but the more that we don't forgive, the more power we are giving away to this other person. They are actually like a puppeteer on us, right? They're, they're actually having the strings um, of our life. We are giving so much to them, to that trauma, to that experience that we're not able to live presently. Right. And so it's valuable to be able, now there's a right time to forgive too. You know, you don't forgive right away. It's so important to know that, that we need to give ourselves the time to be able to process and go through the feelings that we need to go through and the grief and get to the place where we can forgive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think people come out when they're ready to deal with it, right? Like as far as seeing you a forgiveness coach or even me as a hypnotherapist, I deal with a lot of rape victims. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. So I have to ask you, do you think it's necessary to forgive your ex before entering into a new relationship and why? Oh, I think it's very important to forgive our ex. (laughs) You know, and and I didn't learn that, hence the three marriages, Um, (laughs) because what I ended up doing was was being in a relationship, what I call the same content, different package. I kept it. So why are these why am I treated the same way? Why are the same thing happening? And I just couldn't get why. Why was I picking all these emotionally unavailable men and they were so mean? What was wrong with them? (laughs) Yeah them not you no exactly and so i really think that that's important to do because it's like when i when i entered into this relationship my my marriage now we were dating you know and he says you know i really when we were together for quite a while it's like i'd like to marry you and i was like no i can't i i have more work to do on myself i need to make sure that i feel like i you know that i have it all because i was still dealing with that um boss yeah 
at the time. And it was like, no, there's something. And when I really embarked on, on diving into the forgiveness work even more, I came out of that going, okay, now I can marry you because I knew that the beliefs and patterns had shifted. That's very big of you too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, thank yeah. you. Because, well, I didn't want to go back into those right. things. I figured out by then, Sakura, as you know, you know, the common denominator was me, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and, and it just came to me after that third one going, I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. So how does one recognize if they have to work on some forgiveness? What would be a clue? Well, so when you like that, so not everybody knows about the patterns, you know, mm-hmm. and um, however, we do all have an understanding that the same thing keeps happening, even if we're blaming someone else. And so when we can get to the point where the, okay, as human beings, it has to be painful for some reason, <laughs> we have to get through, we have to get to into this pain before we will make the changes that we need to make. Right. Right. So the wake up call. So it, my wake up call was that divorce when my heart was breaking, um, knowing that, OK, if I don't want to repeat this, I need to do something different. Hmm. And so I knew I needed to forgive him. But the way that I was trying to forgive him, the what we call the traditional way of, of letting bygones be bygones or walking in their shoes or it just takes time. Yeah, that wasn't working for me. Because I was triggered all the time. Every time I saw a Metro bus, because he was a Metro bus driver, I would cry. I would break down. It was, oh, do you know no. how many Metro buses are in Seattle? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you had to work with somebody. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I yeah. want to get back into that, but we're going to have to take a break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for a Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Peach fuzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget, this show airs right here on KKNW every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Today, I have the pleasure of having forgiveness coach Brenda Reese on my show. So, Brenda, what is the benefit of working with a forgiveness coach like yourself? So the benefit is that we hone in on forgiveness. There's an actual process instead of guesswork, because a lot of people carry around some heaviness, right? The burden and they're blaming and they're going through some physical things. 
And they're having trouble like I was. Like I wanted to forgive my ex, but it wasn't working. So the benefit when we know, and the people who come to me usually kind of know, I need to forgive someone else or myself, is that we have a process. So the benefit of forgiveness coaching is not only is there accountability, mm-hmm. but it's this process speeds it up. It's, it actually helped me to get to the core, right, quicker than I had been getting there through talk therapy. Hmm. Well, that's great. And do you incorporate yeah. other modalities in your work? I do. I do incorporate other modalities and um, being able to the training that I've received through through Reiki or through um, this, uh, the cognitive therapy and through different things that I've taken on myself, I incorporate all of that into the work Mm. along with the intuitiveness that I have. Yeah, I was going to ask if you're also using your intuition or channeling any information when you're working with your clients. Okay, that's wonderful. And do you mostly work with women or men? So I mostly work with women. I have worked with a couple men this year, and um, which was which was amazing to me because it's been men have reached out to me through the last few years, but haven't followed through. And so it's mainly women that kind of go, yeah, I need this help. Let's do it. And there was a couple of men that knew they wanted to be in healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. So they reached out to me saying, Brenda, I, I, I need help here. And Mm -hmm. I'm noticing some behaviors and I want to change them. How can I do that? How can I forgive my ex and myself? It was fabulous. Yeah. Do you think it's harder for men to forgive than women? You know, I, I do. Um, In the sense of that they're not, it's, it's a different way that they, we have to go about it with them because they're not taught to, to be in touch with the emotions most of the time and the feelings. So that's the hardest piece. And they hold on to, they bury them more is what I'm going to say. They bury it more. And the women are more willing to feel it, even though they haven't been taught really how to process it completely. Mm -hmm. um, And they need help there. The men will actually not have the awareness around their part um, and, and where they can go, like getting in touch with their heart, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And so it's taking it from the cognitive piece, the, the head, and helping them move down to the heart. Okay. Um, yeah, that has been like with with the with the men that I coach was really valuable. He's like, oh my gosh, I've never really experienced this before. Right. Feel the feelings. Yes. And breathe, right? <laughs> right. Breathing into the body. Just the breath work alone that we do yeah. was so helpful for them. That's great. And who would you say most of your clients come in to see you to forgive? So a a good majority is exes. And, but it also ends up being the parents. So Mm -hmm. the moms um, and dads, it's kind of split half and half. Um, A lot of moms, like my mom, even though my dad, I learned from that experience. As I went forward, I learned also that of a deep pattern of betrayal from my mom. Mm that I experienced. And so that took some time to work on too, but people come to me about exes and, and then the parents, and then I've had some people come to me about bosses, right? Just like I experienced. Right. Yeah. I would imagine that's also the case. (laughs) Yeah. So do your clients then become more savvy and recognizing behavior that may land them needing forgiveness work? They do. The benefit of that is that. So you start to become aware. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the greatest gift out of this is being able to catch it. So even like today, sometimes I fall into my patterns, right? Sometimes I want to be right. I don't, I don't want to practice my, all of my tools and I get angry at my husband and blame him. But, but what I, what I do is I catch myself and this is what my clients are able to do. You're able to recognize your patterns and beliefs. And so then, because what we do is we learn in this process of forgiveness, what I bring in is being able to pause, being able to breathe, being able to be aware Mm. of what the feeling is and what the thoughts are. Yeah. Yeah. So that you could catch them quicker. Which is so valuable. (laughs) Yes. So how can forgiveness be applicable during these trying times of COVID? Hmm. So this is an excellent time, right? Where because we're being called to go inward. Mm-hmm. That that's how I'm interpreting this. It's being called to go inward because we are being triggered, 
right? A lot of us are being triggered. We're being triggered um, outside of ourselves and there's something inside of us happening. And so it's not, uh, my world is, you know, what's happening internally is really being shown externally. And so that's that mirroring piece. So during these COVID times where we have a lot of uprising, we have a lot of anger, we have a lot of that that's coming out. It's like, this is actually kind of good. Yeah. It's a little crazy, but it's good. Um, so what we can do is notice what is it triggering within me? Am I angry? Am I frustrated? Am I sad? Am I grieving? And being able to go, okay, what does this remind me of in my life? Mm, yeah. Where is this actually coming from? Where is it coming from? Because who does, you know, if you're looking at politics, who do these people remind me of? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we have the, and not necessarily the person, because the mirror is not an exact mirror. Yeah. The mirror is like, how does this feeling, who else has had me feel this way? And when we look at those stories, as you know, you mm -hmm. know, we look at the stories of how, 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 where have I felt this before? Right. Wow. That just opens up this whole different um, <laughs> array of, it's like, wow, look at this. And then you can start knowing your pattern. And through this COVID time is it's really important to have that compassion for ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. And this is where also we get into the acceptance piece. Yeah. You know, yeah. being able to go deeper within ourselves, but also accepting people for what, what they're going through too. Right. Yeah. Be the change you want to see. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Brenda, where do you hope to grow from here? So I really want to be able to reach more people so that they can know themselves better. And that's what I've been able to do. And my clients have been able to do is know themselves better, releasing that baggage that they're ready to release and get to the core of what's really running their life versus so that then they can make a choice and choose to live the life they want to live and not just live the life that they think they're supposed to live. Mm. Because when we raise our vibration, you know, we affect hundreds and thousands of people around us. And, you know, I learned that with David Hawkins, Power Versus Force book, there's a scale of consciousness. And it's a fascinating thing to see where do these emotions, where are they at on this scale? Right. And, and seeing where am I at and being able to get to that place of 300 to 350, where that's about forgiveness and neutrality and acceptance. Hmm. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So how can my listeners book a session with you or find out more about you? Oh, I would love to have them. They can check out my website at Brenda Reese, R-E-I-S-S -S, coaching.com. And they can reach out to me by email at Brenda at Brenda coaching.com. And they can find me on Instagram at at forgiveness coach. And they can also text me um, at 206-228-4255. And it, yeah, I think it's important to share that you're local. I am local. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Brenda, for being here today. Oh, my gosh, Sakura. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And we all need some forgiveness. So thank you. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. And thank you to Eric, my remarkable producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode of Go Beyond the Veil with my lovely co-host Rory Reich, where we'll try to put your skepticism to rest and make spiritual sense. And don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya.